We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Home and home. Some teams are better off taking a step back, losing more football games, getting a higher draft pick. But let's talk about all these salary cap implications of this free agent quarterback class with Michael Gennetti, our good friend from Spotrack. Um, I screwed it up again. Spotrack, because I want it to be Spotrack. Michael Gennetti, good to have you back on the program. Been a while, my friend Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. Let's have you answer our poll question this morning. Who's the guy you want for one season? Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton. I'm with Dalton on that one. I think Dalton finds a, re- a really strong team here in 2020, whether it's the Saints to uh, fill in for Drew Brees after 2020, whether it's the Patriots to take over for Brady at some point. I, I think Dalton maybe has to sit out for one year, uh, depending on how these chips fall. But I do think he gets the uh, the better team at the end of the day. And what do you think what, – what is his current contract, Mike? Um, and do you think that whoever trades for him just keeps that last year – or they extend him, but what's it, what's he at right now? Yeah, it's one one year, seventeen million. So it, it sort of depends on how you're going to treat it. If you're going to treat it like I'm talking, where whereas he comes in and sort of sits for a year and backs some somebody up, maybe you keep him around on that deal. Otherwise, you're definitely going to push this thing out three to four years, give him a signing bonus, you know, make him happy and comfortable, and then whenever you need him, whether it's 2020 or forward, uh, he's ready to roll. But it's a uh, it's sort of a 50-50 shot there based on whether you keep that contract or not. But what do you make of the reports that the Bengals are going to facilitate a trade that would work out well, that, that Andy Dalton would be pleased with? And would you have any of the model franchises in the NFL do that? Would Bill Belichick ever do that? Although I, mm. I guess I can't really say that because look what they did with Jimmy Garoppolo. They certainly could have got better investment better return on their investment, and they sent him to a great situation with the guy Bill Belichick likes. But what does that tell you that the Bengals want to make him happy? Two things. Number one, uh, certainly Dalton's earned that, um, and not that that means anything when it comes down to business, but you can understand that being a part of this conversation right now. But the other thing is you've got you've to show a good face for you know your other, your other superstars going forward. You want to be able to attract free agents when it's time to, to fill in around Joe Burrow. And something like this, I mean, it's it's the conversation we had with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. I mean, they paid him $21 million to go away. And, you know, that's not just a gesture. That's a that's a show of business from the Colts standpoint. That's that's to show that we take care of our own and we're willing to go the extra mile to make sure that this team is comfortable and happy. So I completely agree with and believe the, uh, the report that they're going to take care of Dalton in terms of where they trade him. Michael, let's get into Cam Newton. Uh, I think he's a, a really interesting situation. So yeah. what is his salary cap number and and contract for this year? It's a little more than Dalton. It's one year's and 20 million. It's about 19 to let him go. Um, 19 cash it would be. So it, to me, that's exactly the same scenario. And, and maybe even more so because of the injury situation. 
Um, I think any team that takes on Cam, whether it's via trade or even if they have to sign him as, as just a street free agent, uh, you're going to want to slow play this and make sure he can get back to full speed because I'm not sure that the, the past two years of Cam Newton proved that he's even been able to do that. Um, I like him out West somewhere. It just seems like the Raiders or the Chargers would be involved in this conversation for Cam because both can kind of bridge this thing, especially the Chargers who have that high draft pick right now and probably will take a quarterback up there in the first round. Uh, I love Cam Newton as a bridge option for the Chargers to get them to that rookie quarterback. Or, look, if Cam works out, then certainly you've got a huge trade ship in whoever you just drafted. Uh, to me, that makes a ton of sense, just to, rather than somebody take a huge splash on Cam to be their, your, their quarterback for the next four to five years. That doesn't seem likely to me. All right, so, but here's the issue, right, is – I don't think he's going to be fully healed by yeah. the time the new league year starts. So how does anybody really trade for him then? Or how do the Panthers make a decision about him or trade him with him not being recovered from that Liz Frank surgery? Yeah, it's certainly going to drop the uh, the value. I mean, I, I don't think Andy Dalton or Cam Newton will will bring back a huge trade value because they're, they are rentals essentially for, based on what their contract structure is. Um, and certainly the injury to Cam Newton adds to that. Uh, you, you know, does he have to pass a physical to be released? That's another question. Or do they have to find an injury settlement situation with Newton? It's it's a bit of an ugly situation. But look, the, uh, the other side of this is, do they even go, right? I mean, does Andy Dalton even go at the end of the day? Or does he just sit and become an Eli Manning mentor to Joe Burrow for a year, which isn't the worst situation in the world for the Bengals? It's not great for Dalton. But that's certainly something to talk about is, is – does Cam Newton even leave Carolina or is he just, you know, a fill in the blanks option for whatever else they do? I do think there's another quarterback coming to town, whether it's via the draft or via the free agency list. But um, I'm not even positive that Dalton and Newton leave. Just don't get in that Justin Herbert business. Michael Gennady, Spot Track with <laughs> us. Check him out, Spot Track on Twitter. Great podcast he has as well. Founding member of the 30-30 club, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, LASIK Winston. Where is he next year, and what's the market? <laughs> I haven't heard that yet. That's awesome. Um, the market's going to be decent. He's going to be middle of the road because, look, at he's a gunslinger. This is an air attack league right now. And teams that have a running game and, and just need to sort of fill in the blanks with a pass with, with a, a big time passer are, are going to be fine. I've got him in Vegas. That that's where I put him in, in my little bold projections list. Uh, I just think John Gruden brings him in, pairs him with his Josh Jacobs running game, and they go crazy. I think they need to open up that offense, and nobody opens up you know an offense more than Jameis from what we've seen over the past two years. I, I don't know that there's going to be three four teams vying for his services. Uh, but I do think there's a two to three year contract a little bit, you know, around the, what it costs for the franchise tag per year, about 27, 28 million to bring him in and try him out somewhere else. I think a change of scenery is going to work for everybody. Wow. So you think he gets a, a two or three year deal with the average being at the franchise tag amount? Yeah, look, that's middle of the road now. I mean, that's 10 million less than than the highest paid quarterback in the league. So. That's essentially taking a chance on somebody right now, $27 million, which I know sounds absurd, but that's, that's sort of where we live right now with the quarterback position. If he's, if he's going to start $27 million, that, that franchise number is essentially going to be the, 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 the floor, right? I mean, the fact that Nick Foles got 22 to be the starter in Jacksonville was supposed to be a steal. It's backfired completely on him, but that was supposed to be a steal. 
so many people playing this musical chairs game this offseason. We mentioned three. Then you've got Rivers and you've got Taysom Hill and Tom Brady and Teddy Bridgewater. When that music stops, what dude is just standing there with no chair to sit in and has is out of the game? I thought about that um, because I think there's at least a backup role for everybody. I mean, I even have Marcus Mariota backing up somebody this year, which to me, to me, six weeks ago, he was out. He he was completely out of the game because it just didn't seem like his skill set was translating for what he could put together on the field. Um, I've got him backing up Trubisky in Chicago for whatever reason. That's just where my chips fell with him. Uh, I, I think the, the guy who may have trouble is Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr will be released and they'll bring in somebody, whether it's, you know, Brady or Winston or whoever, Cam Newton. And I think he's, he's vying for a backup role and he's in a situation where maybe he wants to get paid a little more than teams will be willing to pay him. And maybe he's the odd man out, um, possibly Indianapolis for Derek Carr. You know, maybe he's vying for, for Jacoby Brissett services. Uh, but I just, I struggle to see a second act for Derek Carr somewhere right now. I want to get, Michael, with you on the Tom Brady situation, because I find it compelling this March 18th date and the $13.5 million in dead money that will hit the Patriots. Because on the one hand, I don't know how Brady signs with the Chargers or the Raiders or whoever without getting a chance to talk to the coaches. Like, I don't know. Does he even know Anthony Lynn? Has he ever even met the offensive coordinator for the Chargers? I doubt it. Yet he's not allowed to do that until March 18th. But if he doesn't figure something out by the, with the Patriots by that date, they got to eat that $13.5 million, right? Which, you know, they don't want to do, number one. And number two, that would kind of sabotage what Brady's trying to do if he, if he does want to go back to New England. Exactly. Exactly. He it's it certainly sounds like even if he ends up back in New England, that he does want to at least go and talk to other teams, which is a first. Um, so just to understand that 13 and a half million, it's spread out over two years in terms of voidable years. So the, what we're talking about here is if he does sign a new contract today, for instance, and it's a three year contract, the six point seven five million over the next two years can stay six point seven five million this year and next year in terms of, you know, the the bonus proration. If March 18th comes and Tom Brady doesn't have a contract with the Patriots that allows that proration to remain spread out, $13.5 million will hit the Patriots cap in 2020, even if the next day he signs another contract. So it'll be $13.5 million of dead cap for Brady, and then whatever the new contract is added on to that. Uh, so that, that's a sticky situation. And for and for Breeze, it's even more. It's 2103 so the Saints have even more incentive to get a deal done with Breeze right now in the next couple of weeks so that that $21 million doesn't hit their cap, and then they double up with a contract for him. So it's two really uh, sticky situations. Um, they can both handle it. I mean, there's a ton of cap space for everybody right now, but uh, you, you, know, you want to get this thing done right now. But you're right. It's counterintuitive to what Brady is saying he wants to do, which is go and talk to, talk to other teams and get some stakes in L.A., uh, so it, there's a very good chance that this is the situation we're talking about, a dead cap plus a contract for Tom Brady. So, but if they give him a contract before that and they extend it out by a couple of years, then they can extend out that proration as well. And he can get more money, but they can lower the cap and have voidable years or option years or all the garbage that they do. 
Exactly. Yeah, they can pretty much keep it same as they've done before, which is structure it like two real years and two fake years. Um, my guess is that's exactly what they want to do. But I, you're right. I mean, if he wants to go talk, it's going to bite him because they're going to have to accelerate that dead cap to 2020. And it's going to be really tough to pay him what he wants this year on top of that $13 million of cap already there. All right. The more this situation goes on, the more I think about Tom Brady playing in the AFC West against Patrick Mahomes, I think going to end up right where he's been back in New England with apologies to Christian Fourier's 99.6%. Talking to Michael Gennetti at Track on Twitter. Check out their awesome podcast. Taysom Hill, I am very intrigued by. I admit it, Michael. I'm like a cat chasing that shit, shiny object around the room. I'm all in on Taysom Hill as a franchise quarterback. I just think his best chance of doing that is in New Orleans for Sean Payton after Drew Brees is done. But what's the market for do-it-all Taysom Hill? We have no clue. We, we, we just don't have a clue. I mean, this is a, an anomaly. We really haven't seen this since Tim Tebow, who demanded to be a quarterback and really wouldn't play these other games. Um, we thought that's where the game was going when he was involved. Uh, you know, it sure sounds like New Orleans wants to run this game. They want to play, you know, one more game of Wildcat with him for however long Breeze is going to be. I think it's probably one more legitimate year and then hand the raids over to Taysom Hill. Uh, I, I think the agents, you know, comments from Hill basically saying it's time. Now is the time for me to be a quarterback. Say otherwise, though. Look, I in my little bold projections, I have him as the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2020 um, via an offer sheet. I, I do think if they tender him at the second round level, which is risky because I do think there are teams that will go and offer sheet at a second round level that they will lose Taysom Hill in New Orleans. And if that's the case, he will get his chance to start somewhere. What will that offer sheet be? I mean, I guess we'd start with Nick Foles, the $22 million a year, over three, four years, because that is essentially the starting quarterback floor right now. Um, I don't know if that's enough. Is that enough to stop New Orleans from signing him long-term? Probably not. So you might have to get a little more creative with how you structure things because New Orleans doesn't have a ton of cap space, and if they do sign Breeze back, it'll be even less to work with. It's going to be a really fun situation. We almost never see offer sheets, and we certainly never see offer sheets for quarterbacks. Uh, but there's a really le legitimate chance that that's what happens in the next couple of weeks with Taysom Hill in New Orleans. Mike, you don't think they're going to tender him at the first round level and just end all this? I mean, it's a little less than $6 million. They clearly value him. Seems like it would make sense to bring back Breeze for one more year. You have Taysom Hill as the backup and jack-of-all-trades for one more year as a restricted free agent. And then with Breeze gone, if you like Taysom Hill that much, you slide him in as the next starter in New Orleans. I, I'd be stunned if they didn't tender him at the first round level, wouldn't you? Ross, I would too, but you just don't see it enough. I just don't see enough teams using the first round tender to say that it's it's definitely going to happen. It should happen because this is a starting quarterback and as a backup quarterback for one more year, $6 million is exactly where you should be. That's a high-end backup uh, salary right there. So it makes a ton of sense. It's completely logical, but time and time again, I see teams – trying to sneak in the second round and save themselves, you know, $1.5 million for one year. And sometimes they get burned. We've seen a couple of running backs and, and wide receivers move on, on offer sheets because of it. Um, you know, like I said, we don't really see it with the quarterback. I think you're right. They're going to, they, they should secure themselves with that first round tender. And if somebody wants to offer sheet them on that, they're going to be happy about it. Last one for me, Mike, what should Dak's contract be? 
right now. I'm on a long-term deal. What in your mind is a reasonable deal from both sides' perspective for Dak Prescott? Uh, it should be Russell Wilson's contract. I mean, the the time for games and nitpicking are over at this point. I mean, you can nickel and dime him, you know, saying he's worth 30. I can tell you he's worth 33 on the site based on our calculations. That's fine. But now he's he's a free agent, right? We're heading towards free agency. And I understand that they're going to tag him and not allow him to talk to other teams, and you know, for the foreseeable future. But if I'm Dak and I'm Dak's agent, that's exactly how I'm coming into negotiations. Here's the highest quarterback contract. This is what we need. You know, we're in our mid-20s. We're in our prime. This is the Dallas Cowboys. It's time to pay the quarterback the right way. Uh, so to me, there's there's no wavering anymore. You, you had time to get $33 million done, and that was six months ago in, inside the season when things were, taught, were progressing, and it seems like they wouldn't go to there at that point. And now there's no negotiations. Now it's $35 million and maybe a little bit north of that just to make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Excellent stuff there from Michael Gennetti at Track. Check out the podcast, Track as well. He'll tell you why the Lions are not trading away Matt Stafford. Too much dead cap money. Before you go, Michael, it's Valentine's Day. What's your take on Valentine's Day? And, and let's put it in your terms. How much money should the average guy be spending? Oh, I love this. I love this. My wife and I agreed to not spend any money this year. Can you believe that? Yes. I'm probably going to get burned for this, right? I'm, no, I'm definitely not by burned. me. <laughs> <laughs> now, not that, by now that me. I say it out loud, I'm, I'm definitely in trouble. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is it like is it like a third of a birthday, right? So like if you spend 250 on a birthday, should you spend like 90 on Valentine's Day? Is that too much? I mean, what's a, what's a dozen roses? About 100 bucks, right? No, I don't know where you. I don't know where you're getting a hundred. I don't know where you're getting roses, dude. But you gotta come talk to me. I can get you. I can get you a real nice deal. One eight hundred flowers dot com. Use code football, by the way. I can get you a real nice deal. A lot less than that. Two hundred fifty dollars for a birthday. My wife and I don't ever give each other anything that's more than like fifty bucks, hundred bucks ever. I like this. So I, I need to learn your ways. Well, no, I'm with you, Michael. I'm going to spend, well, zero as well. What if you break that rule? Like if you go out and buy some flowers, is she going to be mad at you? Do, do both of you just genuinely not buy this holiday altogether? Yeah, we wrote it off. We're like 15 years in here. We wrote it off a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it's the Hallmark holiday. We've got kids now, so we give them some crappy little $3, you know, grocery store gifts. They love it. They eat it up. So we, we pass the buck down to the kids and it's caught, it saved us a ton of money. <laughs> I knew I liked you, Mike. I, I knew you were my kind of guy. Ross Tucker's the cheese dick of the year, man. You wouldn't believe the lengths he's going to to make his wife happy today. But he's a good dude, just a cheese ball. We like how you do it. Zero dollars from the man who knows dollars and cents. Michael Gennetti at Track on Twitter. Good to have you, my friend. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. <laughs> really great analysis on Valentine's Day and on the free agent market. The Derek Carr could be out and that Taysom right, Hill could start next season in Carolina. Love all those takes. We'll take a break and more on Valentine's Day, including some outside-the-box options for you fellas if you want to spend a little bit of money, or if you're single, we got an option for you. And also our friends from Pro Football Focus weigh in further on the free agent quarterback carousel.
Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow with her education tech company. Then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. You can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And by using ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter candidates, Gretchen found it easier to focus on the best ones. Then find the right one. In fact, after posting her job on ZipRecruiter, Gretchen said she was honestly surprised she found qualified applicants so quickly and hired a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.